0: Drink it in, man
1: Drinkers, What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Ocree, and, and I got a guy on the line who's probably going to tell you how he was really right about the game last week. He's been really right about Jared Goff as quarterback. He'll probably tell you about a lot of other things he's right about, yet at the same time, forgetting when he's always wrong about stuff. <laughs> But he's been on the money. He's coming back to talk Lions. And I'm glad he's been right because the Lions have been winning thanks to those predictions by the one and only Chops. At Chops in the D on Twitter. Chops, you're back. Our Lions are winning. We're going to do reviews, previews. We even got Logan Lamorandier calling into the show. Should be a good one, buddy.
2: What? Look, Logan L- Lamorandier is going to be on the show? Oh, this is great. How did, I, <laughs> how did we pull that off?
1: sports illustrated all lions he's been a busy man i i got him on the horn of course when lions are winning and he can carve out a little time he loves to come on the kool-aid cast talk about those lines how about those lines Chappie?
2: oh baby i you know i can't wait so we're gonna hit that segment where logan joins i can just like kick back hit mute and just listen to the 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 audio gold that is logan Lambrandier, but for now Let's talk about these brand new Lions, baby. We are the Road Warriors. We are on a tear. There is so much to talk about. We don't have time to mess around, Oak We don't have time to mess around, so let's get into it.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself, and I really like that part you said about you going on mute. I mean, we'll get to that later. (laughs) Let's let's get (laughs) into this, man, because um, we want to do our review of this game. We got some news and notes about some players coming back. That's going to be exciting to talk about. Uh, Probably get Logan on the back half of the show. We got shout outs to do. Choppy, you didn't even hear it before we hit record because you're such a busy man and I got all these things going on what Stash from the ATL called. He left about a six-minute voicemail on the Kool-Aid hotline. He gave you all types of props. He even put a hashtag out, props to chops. So you're going to have to oh, put that out. I like it. <laughs>
2: you
1: have to put that out there. He was giving you all types of love for your prediction last week where you said Baker Mayfield wasn't going to be able to make plays. You said Mike Evans wasn't going to be able to get open. You said they weren't going to be able to score any points. I mean, like you say, we can't mess around. Let's get into this quick review. As only we can do. And serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Hold on, everybody. We got to fill up that glass before we get going. You know how we do. Drink it in, man.
0: Uh... Cornbread. Cornbread.
1: Always got to make it a double side. Chops, like, this game, I'm looking at the review. It was 10-3 at half, kind of like back and forth, couple field goals. But then there was this play. Let's. <laughs> like, We're not going to bore the people with anything, uh, these little nuggets. Let's talk about this play. Jared Goff drops back, third and and, and medium to long. He throws a pass over the middle to Amon-Ra, and he makes the catch, but instead of just going down like, I don't know, TJ Hawkinson would have, or many other Lions receivers in the past, he decides to give it the okie doke cut backwards, run around to the right, go backwards... all of a sudden, sees a block coming from... Come on, Greg! I think he said, that's what he told him, and boy, did he ever. He came, and kaboom! He laid the block of the century. Knocked my man about three yards back off his feet. <laughs> um, ARSB not only gets to the sticks after maneuvering some other guys, but then skipping, prancing, and dancing his way to the end zone for a touchdown. I mean... What an incredible play! What, what do you got to say about this whole thing? If I haven't said enough already,
2: uh, okay, such a beautiful play. There's so many things to like about what happened there. Like you said, uh, Amon Ra makes a nice catch. A great throw from Jared Goff. He's instead of just crumple into the ground, you know. And, and again, who put the rocket launcher on the back of? Come on, Craig! Like that guy <laughs> just flew out of nowhere. You're the watching. You watched this replay. I watched about 50 times. He's nowhere on the screen. Nowhere and all of a sudden he comes firing <laughs> out like a missile to just blow up some poor schmuck who's trying to bring down haman Ra. And, uh, and then you know, he gets a little twinkle-toe magic up the sideline and runs it in for a touchdown, Detroit Lions. Hit it, Dan Miller.
1: Asking you shall receive.
2: Touchdown!
0: Detroit Lions!
1: But I also have exclusive audio chops of all Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers and any other bandwagon, SOL, any other type of Lions fan, anybody that's been saying this to me recently, how about the Lions? You want to hear that exclusive audio when Craig hit the block?
2: Fire it away. Oh, baby!
1: Actually, actually, that's not the exact audio. This is more what it sounded like. Uh, it was incredible. I actually do have I haven't been able to edit it. Maybe it'll have to be something for our exclusive DKC select members. But I, I was mic'd up throughout this game and uh, had quite a good call when that happened. And another play that we'll get to here shortly, but 10-3 Lions heading into halftime. The you know Tampa Bay gets a field goal coming out of the half and people are like oh man the Lions are not going to get anything done in the third quarter like they haven't done basically all year uh-uh. because before you know it your boy, Jared Goff, unleashes a pass. He decides to go deep. It, it, it may or may not have been a quack duck like he's been known to throw. Maybe not a perfect spiral. Maybe a little wobbly. Maybe not perfectly on target, but it got there, and it got it done. And you know who was on the other end of the line, Chops? I, I, I don't know if you've been on the highway recently. It's probably been some people going, you know, kind of in that left lane where, where the fast guard is supposed to go. But they're not going hashtag JMO fast because our boy, number nine, beat the whole defense, went down the field, and Caught this football, turned around about three times, pinned it to his body, took it away from the defender for a 45-yard touchdown. Haters, what do you got to say? All you people doubting hashtag JamoFast. All you people that have been, oh, I don't know if he's mature enough. I don't know if he's a hard worker. Um, I, I, How you like me now? This guy's a playmaker. He's got swag. I liked his drip a little bit more in this game. We had the arm sleeve. We still had like a long, short sleeve hanging out of the jersey We probably need to cut that sleeve off. Uh, And he did have a half scuba suit under the helmet, but he's got to cover up these long dreads. I'd like him to go back to the shorter dreads, but that's neither here nor there. A 45 yard touchdown for Jamison Williams.
2: I think he spent more time breaking down his, uh, his, his gear and his wear there than he did the touchdown. (laughs) But yeah, just look, the guy is so fast. He blows by the defense and, you know, This is one of those ones where Jared Goff even said after the game, he's like, yeah, I probably could have threw that one another 10 yards down the field, and and Jamel still would have had to turn back for it, but you know he he makes a read on the ball. He slows down. Um, that actually allows the defender to catch up to him a bit. But then he just like he battles with this guy. He gets up, takes it away. He's got a hand on him. He's got a um, you know may or may not have had a hand on the back of his jersey. And he just rips the ball away and just makes a dog play. Right? Like those are the plays we want to see. And we are used to seeing when this guy is in a in an Alabama jersey, just being a dog, going up and getting it. Man, blows by the D and oh so happy to see this guy finally get rewarded for um you know f- for all the work that he's putting in
1: chop chop i mean there's no question our boy jmo or is he my boy jameson williams um <laughs> i uh the deep ball was great to see the way he adjusted get a touchdown i i never had any concerns but it just shut up a lot of people but it, Chaps, before we finish out this game review, I mean, we all know the defense balled out. We all know Cam Sutton made plays on the football. We all know Jury was doing his thing. Again, the defensive line, our linebackers everywhere. I mean, to hold them to six points was incredible. So the only thing I want to talk about to end this game is my favorite drive of the football game. And no, it wasn't the block by Craig, the touchdown by B, the deep ball to Jamo. It, it, it was a drive that the Lions actually punted in. And you want to know why, Chops? Because it was an 11 play. <laughs> Six minutes and 52 second drive where we moved the sticks multiple times to... I'm on run! Um, to, to get first downs. We, we chunked the ball. We continued to convert. And then eventually we punted. But by then, we had bleeded the fourth quarter. We didn't even care. We're like, we're up 14. Here's the football back. Cause you can't do anything. We slammed the door on Baker Mayfield. You don't want to know why? Because he sucks. Okay. Mark it down. There you go. Um, (laughs) I finally had to admit it after all these times and I'll even quote it uh, like it was back in the day chops. What'd you think about this drive? Would you think about the lions giving Tampa Bay? No hope. Just as you predicted, no points. No big plays to Mike Evans, no scrambling or no sitting in the pocket from Baker Mayfield, no nothing. Just six points. The Lions have twenty. A beatdown in Tampa Bay, which felt like Ford Field South.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. How many eleven-play, almost seven-minute drives result in a net total of forty yards and a punt? Uh, It just, just cracks me up. But we did what we had to do, man. We just Drove like wound down the clock, and you know, we knew you know, killed the clock. We knew we could give the ball back to them with zero threat whatsoever. Um, and this is the crazy thing I think they had a total of like 250 yards for the game, 70 of those came on the last play. So, even the 250 is like, you know, oh, okay, they got 250 yards, yeah, dude, they had 180 up until the last drive. So, we just dominated again, like we said they were going to. Bacon Mayfield does suck. Like I said, he would, it was a bloodbath. He down. was scrambling all over. He couldn't find anybody to throw the ball to, you know, the corners locked it down. And, you know, again, this was just another game where I don't, I don't know if I should get used to this or if this is just like a novelty right now, but like, I was never afraid for this game. Even when the game started and they took a three, nothing lead. It was like, eh, whatever. Like I had no fear. And you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, they're playing such good football right now that, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to stay like, I'm trying to stay a little level headed. I mean, you know that I love to serve up the Kool-Aid and for years and years, we've you know probably dished out a little too much Kool-Aid or, or we're drinking a little, little too much on our end, but man, we're just firing on all cylinders. I, I, of course, there's always going to be things you can get better at, but I don't see any glaring holes in this team. Our defense is balling. Our offense is clicking. Our quarterback is great. You know, we have injuries, but it doesn't matter because our backups are filling right in. So, dude, just another beatdown of a, div- a division leader at the time. And, uh, you know, the Lions just keep rolling, baby.
1: Drink it in now. <laughs> There's no doubt. Now, I do have some concerns, which we might get to later in the Baltimore preview, about people thinking that we're going to go in everybody's house, beat them by 14+. plus, We're going to score 20 every single game when we roll out of bed. But we'll get to that later. Chops, before we take our commercial break, a couple quick news and notes. The running back, number 26, Jameer Gibbs, look like he's going to be back in Baltimore. How about my boy, Brian Branch, is going to get back. Number 32 is going to be out there deflecting passes, blitzing, making tackles, making plays because he's a ball player. I don't know about my boy, Pascal, but he's going to be back soon. I'm thinking another week or two for him. Um, my question to you is how much are we going to miss Demo, Because you know that's his name, right? Demo. Um, I feel like it's going to be multiple weeks. I'm thinking like two to four for Demo. Um, Hopefully not longer than that. I can't see shorter. I think it's going to impact this team. But it might even be a good impact because the rookie might be leaned on. We might actually have to get him lots of touches. Because I don't know if you've heard, Chops, but he's a positionless, multidimensional, weapon elite sorry elite weapon. uh talk to me about no, you DMO, can't even do your own take, and right. Gibbs.
2: <laughs> it's too many adjectives okay it's too many weapons it's too many <laughs> you just gotta go he's a weapon he's not a running back you know he's a weapon so many adjectives uh love it I know I know brad said it first but uh yeah I... demanis and again it's demonmani <laughs> I know you guys demo whatever demoni you gotta say uh, it the, me the way you say at it chops in the d uh, this injury, it's—I don't want to say it scares me a little bit, but it does concern me. I hope it's only a week or two. I—I um, I love Jameer Gibbs, okay, but he is the lightning, and in my opinion, he does best when he has the thunder to pound with. So. Um, to just ask the lightning to do both. Uh, it might be a little bit, uh, a little bit rough, but again, you still got Craig in there. I know we, uh, I think at at the day today at the, they signed, um, your boy, Mo Ibrahim, uh, back onto the squad. So, you know, running back is going to be a little bit of concern going into Baltimore, um, for the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to be concerned at all, but again, Okri, listen to me this week. We did not run the ball. Okay, we did not run the ball well at all, and Jared Goff just did what he had to do. He took over the game. He need, you, hey, we need Jared, we need you to drop back and throw 34 times this week. No problem, coach. 353 yards, two tutties, <laughs> and we're just going to dominate a game. So if we need him to do that, he can do that. Is it what we want him to have to do each week? No. But when he's called upon, the dude just delivers.
1: Just like Logan Lammer, and Deer, I was kind of waiting for you to get to bring it back around to JG16 and how great he played. And the fact that we don't even need a run game. Okri, we just throw it all day from your quarterback. Or uh, and, and like I say, the reason I give you crap about Mani is because you say it like this. Demani! That's why. I mean, it's got to be Demo. <laughs> Sounds way more aggressive and incredible. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Frank Ribble even had a take on what he thought about your quarterback. Wow! 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 <laughs> for the quad, wow! For the spirals, for the yards, for the touchdowns, for not turning the football over, we're we're all very impressed. Um, last news and notes, and we'll get up out of here. And we got a, a little preview and some th- fun to do on the back half. Is this this beef between Debo, not DeMon, Debo Samuel and CJ? That's my GJ. Um. You know, CJGJ might be out, but his mouth ain't hurt (laughs) because he's he's getting after anybody and everybody. He's also working out. He says he's going to be back ready to roll for the divisional round if we even have to play in that round. But my question to you is, did you see the tweet that CJGJ put out about... Hey, all y'all better not start all of a sudden want to drink that (laughs) Kool-Aid. I mean, can we just say it that CJ, that's my GJ, he listens to the pod. He knows what's up with the Kool-Aid. And he's telling all those people that are just getting on, trying to get a glass, trying to get a glass of that delicious uh, Detroit Kool-Aid that you should have been here from the start. So I had to let him know we've been here from day one. I've been here for years serving up that Kool-Aid. CJ, GJ, we got you.
2: Yeah, just good stuff, man. And I, I love that. You know, it seems like every week he posts a little video. uh, You know, either giving an update on his uh, surgery or his injury, or you know, you know, whooping up the people or whatever. But, dude, speaking of speaking of uh, posts and snapbacks, how about the Lions official Twitter, like telling people, hey. We've been checking your tweets and we, and you, can't, you don't get to jump on the bandwagon now like straight up calling people <laughs> out for their bad takes on the Lions. Like when that's coming from the official Twitter of your team, that is freaking phenomenal. I am here for it all day long because you know what? They got nothing to call out on the Kool-Aid cast, but the Kool-Aid cast has been serving Kool-Aid. That <laughs> delicious hallelujah blue ice cold kool-aid for years and years and years so i would love to get a shout out from the lions official twitter to be like listen to these guys they've been saying it
1: (laughs) i also think it was go blue lexi 117 that had to let people know that uh you know don't be don't be flipping the script now and i had to let her know that this the Detroit Kool-Aid cast is a fan of Dan Freaky Campbell and all the players. We serve it up. Be positive. We've been repping this team, no question. And like I say, I've been putting in more years than you, Choppy, but you've you've jumped on, you've started guzzling as well, um, the Kool-Aid and uh and having fun here on the show. So we're we're rolling with this football team. There is no question about it. And uh, all is good, man, for the Lions. And uh, for CJ, that's my GJ. We can't wait to get you back. Keep talking that noise. Keep being that D-A-W-G. And uh, everybody, please listen to our great sponsors. We'll come back. Game previews, shout-outs, Logan, Lamarand, Deer. So much going on here on the pod. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Now, Kool Aid drinkers are back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to those sponsors, checking out the show. I know a lot of you recently have uh, either given me a follow on Twitter at Derek Oakery or have said, "Man, I, I'm loving the show." Or I'm new listener. I'm gonna check it out every week. You know, we always appreciate that so much. And like I say, we try to give you a different, fun, kind of compact lion show here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Fill up your glass with that Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid, double-sided cornbread. And uh, there's no better time than now with the way this team's balling. So, um, before we get into our Baltimore preview, um, and uh, like I say, we're still uh, planning to get Logan Lamerandier from Sports Illustrated here to... To call in the hotline And and got some questions for him So we'll we'll do that as it pops But uh, Chops my shout-outs, man, it first goes out to this guy. Again, sometimes you guys give me your real names. Sometimes you give me funny handles. Sometimes I have to pull what's on your your Twitter slash X profile. But we got Drewski in the D, who has a million-dollar man profile pic. He shouted out, gave the show, gave me a follow. Appreciate him. Uh, Chops, how about forward down the field saying that he was disappointed that I wasn't repping big denim Levi Onzerike when he was actually on the football field he was actually photographed during the game he actually maybe made a play or two and he's like Okru why aren't you on Twitter talking about your boy and I was like I don't know, I'd like to see him make a couple plays first or maybe get to a quarterback, but I, you know the nickname is still all that. Chops, well, every week we got to mention Frank Ribble. I mean, how can you go on a show without mentioning Frank Ribble? I already played his quad, wow, but he's, he's not only on Twitter all over the place, he's out there fishing, and he just likes to throw questions at me and you for some reason, so we appreciate him supporting the show, and sometimes I get back to Ribble, sometimes I blow him off because, well, he's Frank Ribble. And uh, that's his gimmick on the show. So, uh, appreciate him and uh, all that, as always. And the last one I wrote down was my guy C. Mill from Wisco uh, hit me up on the Kool-Aid hotline, gave a take, whooping up the lines, all excited. But unlike Jim Rome, where if you give yourself a nickname, he runs you off the show, when you call in the hotline, I like it when you give yourself a nickname and when you do our gimmicks and when you make me laugh. So C-Mill from Wisco told me he's no longer C-Mill from Wisco. <laughs> He'd like to be now called the Milkman. <laughs> and that could have so many connotations. But he said it's he wants to be the Milkman because he works at Kemp's Dairy in Green Bay. But he's repping those like, ah. so I thought that was incredible and Chops I, I lied I got one more Stash from the ATL he called up he gave a tremendous voicemail I played him on the show he called in before we recorded today and left two more voicemails he had to leave two voicemails because he had so many takes The Kool-Aid hotline cut him off at about three minutes. He called back and gave us another three minutes. But the bulk of his first call was saying, props to Chops. Hashtag props to Chops. Chops got it right. He had the score right. He had the take right. He had this right. I mean... He just gave you so much love. I I almost deleted that one, but I'll save it. I'll have to send it to you. It might be one of your only good takes you've ever had, and somebody gave you love. Um, But he made me laugh again. He did so many gimmicks. Shout out to Stash and the ATL for repping the show, for having tremendous calls. I think he's a few more calls like that. I think he's going to have to make a debut on the show. We're going to have to call him up or he's going to have to call and join a segment. I mean, the guy's got game, no question. So, Chops, you got any shout-outs? You still there? You awake? Because I'm just entertaining myself and doing it for, you know, the people. And the people consist of the millions. Appreciate the millions and millions of Kool-Aid drinkers out there. Chops, what do you got? You can't top that, I know.
2: I can't top that, Okri. I think you talked uh, without taking a breath for ten straight minutes there. So, um, yeah, dude, stash from the ATL. Uh, phenomenal voicemails, dude. Love it. Props to Chops. hashtag Props to Chops. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be all over the Twitterverse here. Probably worldwide <laughs> trending here, uh, pretty soon. I so I don't think so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Stash (laughs) from the ATL. Hey, a couple other good shouts. Hey, I had a guy uh, reach out today. Jack Goodwin uh, came back and said, hey, new listener. Love the show. Uh, I think he gave you a little bit of love. But then he came back right and said, uh, you know, and and gave me some props on my takes. Maybe some hashtag props for chops. Um, And then another one honest d guy one uh, another uh, another listener who gave us a shout out here this week um, replied back we actually had some good, some good banner back and forth about our lions and uh, listen that's what we do it for man we do it for the people so it's happy to hear from them love it when the people respond and it's good to have good dialogue on the twitterverse man it's just great and of course it's always great when people acknowledge that when i have takes that are spot on so that's right people any chance you get hashtag props to chops?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think it's going to be trending. I know you're going to bring it up every time. Kind of like you did when you were correct. Kind of like you did, dug through the archives trying to throw me under the bus, which I could half appreciate and half absolutely hate you for. Um, because, like, what? why would you do that to me? I mean, then you force me to say, let's, let's do hashtag props to chops about your love for... For uh, Mr. Uh, Quentin Johnson out there for the uh, Chargers and some of the other bad draft takes, I don't want to do that to you. But if you're gonna bring up my bad takes, I'm gonna have to bring up. Your it's gonna be a whole show. So, I mean, there, there's no question about it. I mean, the last thing we got to mention, I. You Last week, too, I just want to shout out Brian, Brian, Glory, Glory, because we mentioned him on the show. We try to mention new people. We try to mention random folks. That's why you have to listen every week. But you brought him up and gave him praise. I hit him with a couple of rock drops and said, who is this Rudy Poo? And yeah, uh, he got back on me on Twitter. We had a little bit of fun, and he's a loyal listener now. So all in good fun. And I can't find the drop but you guys know who it is. Our last shout out of the day at Notorious D.E.T. Oh, 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 notorious. You go to his Spotify store, you get merch, you buy a Kool-Aid shirt, you buy a Grit shirt. Um, he'd appreciate it. We'd appreciate it. Great um, supporter of the show and all our other great sponsors. Detroit Kool-Aid cast is Okri.
0: Okri. That's Logan. What's going on, man?
1: Just sitting here talking about those Lions, you know, uh, having a good time, man. How you been?
0: Oh, nothing much. Life is good right now.
1: Chops. The man is here from Sports Illustrated All Lions to talk all about it, man. What you got for him? Let's get into this.
2: Oh, Logan, man, there's so many pleasantries I'd like to exchange. It's just happy, happy to be on the show with you again. I know you're such a busy, busy man, but uh, I can't agree anymore. Life is good when the Lions
0: are winning, baby. <laughs> I know, man. It's good talking again. It's been too long. I'm glad, glad to be talking to you guys. And under the circumstances, you know, with how the Lions are doing, it is even better.
1: No doubt, man, Chops. You want to fire one off or you want me to go cuz I got a good one right off the right off the bat if you got nothing. which you know? Hey, like listen,
2: okay. this is the part where you said you put me right on mute and I just listened to to the the man the myth the legend Logan Landmareer Deer, uh, <laughs> <right>. fire away.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, that's perfect. I uh, mean, Logan've been known to chop it up for a while. Usually we do about a 2-hour show when he comes on even though it's supposed to be 20 minutes. <laughs> but uh Logan, this is what I wanted to hit you with right off the bat, man. This is the question of the day. What is the biggest difference that you see in this defense from last year where we were last and and terrible at times to this year where we're number one in run defense. We're taking the football away. We're making plays like uh, other than a few additions here and there. How's this going down, man? We got a hell of a defense now in Detroit.
0: It is. It's pretty wild because even towards the end of last year, you started seeing uh, some real growth and that continued to happen with but so guys like Derek Barnes really stepping up, um, Benito Jones playing the way he is, Ali McNeil, um, we saw we've always seen flashes of him, but he's played a lot better. And then the edge group as a whole has just been real solid. And and looking at the secondary without C.J. G.J., uh, you know the secondary isn't all that much different. And uh, Cameron Sutton, yes, that's a big big addition. Brian Branch, he's just been unbelievable and it's just been awesome but he hasn't been around the last couple weeks either so it is really a lot of I think younger players stepping up and we've had these core pieces in our defense but when they're not surrounded by other good players it's really hard to look good and I think that's the case for Alex Anzalone who again showed uh some a good trajectory and where he was going last year but I I'm not gonna lie I didn't love the contract they gave him and he's been playing great this year. and It's just all over the field. I feel like every week right. it's just watching him play. I'm like, man, this guy is everywhere. So I, I think it's a combination of a lot of developing from the younger players. A few, um, you know, like key players that have been a big part of our defense are now surrounded by better players. They're more comfortable with the scheme, but they're just playing great right now. I, th- I think it's everything coming together, and it's beautiful to see because this defense – I thought it would be good, but they're exceeding my expectations right now.
1: Logan, normally, like when you come on the show, I just have to say simply this. I couldn't agree with you more. That's a bell for you. And, uh, chops, just in case you were wondering, uh, Logan hit on my boy, Brian Branch, is a big reason why. There you go.
2: Oh, oh, of course yeah, he did. And uh, I believe he's my boy, Brian Branch. Again, best first name in all no, of the football. But we'll, we'll get into that. Listen, we'll get, yeah. look, I, I'm going to take the mic away from <laughs> over here and I'm going to jump right into it. Look, we are 13-3 and three in our last six games, 5-1 and one on the season. What is the biggest thing that stands out to you as to how the team has been able to just play absolutely ridiculous and out of their minds for the last 16 games? What's, what's the big difference for you?
0: You know, I, I think it's hard to quantify and I'm the guy who always likes to be able to quantify things, but I think there is that (laughs) cultural element that Dan Campbell has brought and player buy-in and just the attitude and mentality of this team, because even when the Lions are down players, they're losing key contributors and losing David Montgomery this past week. And Craig Reynolds, the run game was, it was struggling to start, you know, Tampa Bay's defense was playing really well. And. Just to go into the fourth quarter, typically a time where the Lions run the ball and jam it down your throats, they had a seven-minute drive where they are passing the ball, and it was just great to see because I think a lot of the success the Lions are having is they're able to do a lot of different things, and it keeps them unpredictable, and the players they have that are just gelling, the same thing I talked about on defense, I feel like is also happening on offense because guys like uh, Khalif Raymond and you know Josh Reynolds, those guys are stepping up in a huge way, and St. Brown is is better than ever and just is doing crazy things. And the offensive line, the you know, the tackles and the centers have been pretty consistent, and they're, all three of those guys are top-notch players. Glasgow has been stepping in and doing really well. And Jared Goff, uh, is this what you're trying to get me to say? Jared Goff has really <laughs> elevated his game, too. <laughs> kind of what we saw. <laughs> we saw it at the end of last year and he yes he's had a few interceptions this year but they you know they're really he's still doing what he, we need him to do if the guys are open he's getting on the ball he's been accurate he's not fumbling he is just take can take command of the offense when he needs to but you know ultimately the lions want to run the ball and that's david montgomery is such a big upgrade over Jamal Williams is another player where I like the Montgomery upgrade over Jamal Williams, but he's done so much more than I even thought, or I was giving him credit for when they signed him. So it'll be really interesting to see how long he's out for, because there's a big difference when he's not on the field, but he just gets those tough yards uh, that not many backs can get. So that's, that's been big. It's just so many things coming together. It's, it's not just one thing. The Lions have a complete team. Everything <laughs> they're doing right now is just working. And that's what's kind of just blowing my mind because it's not often you have a team going into the season where are like, yeah, there's some holes here. Or like, these are question marks. Like, everything is just coming into the place where the question marks that we had going into the season are all really, you know, not, I, I'm not going to say solidified, but they're not nearly as big of an issue as I thought they could potentially be.
2: So what you're you're saying is it was 32 years in the making since 1991 last playoff win that it's all coming together at the right time. Is that what you're saying, Logan?
0: Exactly what I'm saying. Everything's coming together and they just got to keep their foot on the gas. I don't think I don't think they're going to let up. They just don't. Not with Campbell um, and the way he fires those guys up. And I just think they have a different attitude than. I mean, it helps when you're winning, but it definitely seems like just a different culture that I I don't think I've seen around these parts before.
1: Like you said, man, all coming together as you're running down point after point, I'm just like, yep, that's going well. Yep, that's an upgrade. Yep, that's better. Um, Before I get to my next question, Logan, I know me and you, we weren't really... You know, we're kind of not sure about golf or questioning It's kind of because he kept turning the football over, throwing bad ducks, interceptions, fumbles, not playing so well that first year or so when he got here. But just for Chops' sake, I'll ask the question. Are you on the hashtag golf train now?
0: (laughs) So are we talking about a contract or something? Yes, I'm on the golf train for this year. I really want to know what his contract extension is going to look like because I, again, he has a great team around him, a great coaching staff. Is he a guy that you can put everything on his shoulders? And he did it last week. I'll give him a ton of credit, but I can't say um, in the back of my mind it's not creeping back there somewhere, where it's like if if you really have to put the game on his shoulders, doesn't have a run game. Is he that guy that can elevate you, you know, to the, the top tiers of the NFL and? You know, he's the way he's been playing, it's it's tough to argue that he can't be that guy. But I still would like a little bit more time. But for this year, I think he's the right guy. He can do everything we need him to do with this team around him.
1: Chops, I'm going to bounce it back to you. I'm going to summarize Logan's answer uh, to my side question, which now will just be my main question by simply saying this. (laughs) He's on the golf train. I'm still trying to get a ticket. Chops, what else you got for him?
2: Uh, I mean, look, yes, I, I, I nice to hear that Logan is on the golf train as the original conductor of the golf train (laughs) dating back to the day we traded for him. Uh, it's nice that we're getting some clout here. We're getting some, some people who know what they're talking about joining the (laughs) golf train. So that is very exciting to me, uh, for me to hear. All right, Logan, uh, one more thing for you. So, all right, we're going into week seven. Uh, you mentioned, you know, we got a lot, you know, a lot of injuries on to key places or key players, um, but we just keep churning. What is the biggest need that you see right now for the Detroit Lions going into week seven? Um, you know, I throw out a couple of player names, positions, whatever you feel, what's our biggest need right now?
0: You know, I don't, there's no glaring holes, but I do feel like corner depth with Emmanuel Mosley going down and, you know, kind of banking on him being back. Uh, you know, there's going to be injuries that happen and behind, Jerry Jacobs and Cameron Sutton it's just like well what's what's going to happen if either of those guys go down and I'm I'm not necessarily looking Jerry Jacobs I thought he's been playing really well and again that was kind of like one of the question marks is what are we going to see from Jerry Jacobs this year and he's been getting his hands on the ball he's physical like all those like attributes he's just a gritty player and he's done really well but I do have a concern about just the lack of depth there um, but really, I mean, outside of that, I don't, I don't think there's any one spot defensive tackle, you know, maybe a, tr- a true pass rusher, but that's going to come at a premium price if you're looking to trade or do something there. Um, and then offense, I mean, there's not as long as David Montgomery isn't a long-term injury, um, you know, maybe, maybe another running back, but a lot of the guys that they have now, I feel like, you know, I like Craig Reynolds. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to find anything, uh, much better through the trade market. And I don't want to really want to trade for a running back. So, uh, I'm rather content with their team right now, but I, I would fully understand if they want to try to add another corner or just add any player at the right price. Honestly, I, this, they're in the window now they're in the window to be in Super Bowl contention. And so you might as well, they're, they're ahead of what I thought they'd be in year three. So if, if they want to make a move, then just go for it just get keep getting good players on this team but i don't i don't think there's really any glaring weaknesses on this team right now
2: yeah i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more that was kind of my my opinion last week when we were talking about you know you're seeing some some names get thrown out there with the trade deadline looming here at the end of the month um and again i i'm in that boat where it's like would i turn down a stud pass rusher if it's available no but i i can't see a spot on this team uh, where it's like oh my god we have to get This figured out because everything Seems to be clicking I'm I'm pretty Concerned about uh, my boy D money But uh, you know if he's Not going to be out for an extended amount of time You know I'm okay with that running back spot too So
1: <laughs> Hey yeah, uh, Logan I I know we said we only uh, You know get you on for a short spot here You got a couple more minutes to talk about those Lines oh, yeah. before you get going
0: Yep you know what <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, I just got a couple more for you now. I know you're a stat guy, right? You come on, you give me all these numbers and height, weight, speed, and man, I tested this guy, and this is where he falls in my metrics, and this is where he's on my Logan Lamer your board. We all know you hated DeAndre Swift. We've been over that many a times, but I want to talk to you about <laughs> Jameer Gibbs <laughs> as well as a guy named J-Mo because both of these guys are young, dynamic talents. Neither one has really has the production as of yet that probably you or other stat nerds like chops would like but i see talent i see ball players i got i see guys that love football they're good teammates they love the game and they have the skills to do some things. So I'm still really high on both these players. Are you doubting? Are you second guessing? Are you playing revisionist history like chops is and going back into the draft and retaking other players that maybe have had a couple good weeks? Or do you still love both Gibbs and JMO for this team now and in the future?
0: Well, I got to, you know, be a little careful here because I don't want to be labeled a, a hater. But, you know, <laughs> the Gibbs pick, I didn't love the Gibbs pick because I didn't didn't really like a, a running back um taking that high. But at the same time I knew exactly what type of player he's gonna be. He's gonna be an electric player and I thought truthfully we'd be seeing a little bit more of him um than we have and injuries have you know, that's another issue with drafting running backs is they're often injured, but the you can see the talent is there. Uh he's just not David Montgomery when he's running through the tackles and he wasn't labeled to be that. And so I just thought the Lions would have um a little bit more of a game plan for him and there's still plenty of year left. He's still very young in his career. So it's, it's not like that can't change. Um, But yeah, I I can't wait to see uh, him back on the field and just get him out in space. You know, I, I think I tweeted out, um, you know, when Craig Reynolds had that wide receiver screen and he got into the open field, uh, like the first thing I thought, I was like, man, if that was Gibbs, he would outran everyone and just be gone. Like it's those type of plays where if, if Gibbs is in there, it's just a huge play compared to just a really nice play. Um, and Jameson Williams, eh, there's, I don't know how to really describe it. I feel like whenever he's thrown the ball, um, it's just never easy. You know, it, it never seems like it's the ball is just right there. or He's in the right spot. I don't know where that disconnect is, but you know, hopefully that just develops in time and there's a chemistry thing with him and golf that has, that needs to be developed, but that, that deep pass that catch that he had, I mean, that was not an easy catch by any means. And the way he had to turn around, basically he was running towards the corner and the ball was just coming from directly behind him. And it was not a good way to turn your head really either way. And he still adjusted to it and still had a defender have his hand on the ball and he came down with it. So I, I really felt good when that happened. So like, that's what we need from, we don't need him to be just a stat monster, but I do feel like, that uh, deep ball element, we've been lacking that a little bit. Khalif Raymond, he's fast and he can do that, but I, it's a little bit different with Jamison Williams. So it, he's just such a threat when he's on the field. So both these guys, I'm still very high on, and even if they're not a huge part of our offense, despite them being taken 12th overall, was, you'd hope you'd be getting more. I think there is such a complete team around them right now where it's not the biggest deal in the world as long as they have their specific role and they're making big plays here and there. That's that's all I really care about. So I'm I'm not concerned about them. Uh, it's just yeah, you'd you'd like to see them get a little bit more action. But it, at the end of the day, if the Lions winning, if the Lions are winning, I don't really care. I
1: like how you came around in the end, as you normally do, because I was going to bust you up. I like to have a little fun with you when you're on the show. You give so many good takes, stats, numbers, thoughts, and opinions that I like to beat you up. But like I say, man, these guys are both so young in their careers. They're only being used sparingly, but... Just wait till what they're doing in years two, three, four, you know what I mean, for these players once they really have their feet under them. I think it's going to be really fun to watch. I have no worries. And now, because you're a little bit on the fence like you've been known to be, when you come on the show, I can go, why do you hate Jameer Gibbs so much? What do you have against Jamison Williams? And then you can retort saying, I don't hate him, but, and we can have fun like that instead of like we used to with Swift. So, there you go. Chops, you got anything else for Logan? I've got one more, but uh, fire one more if you
2: got one. Oh, man. I I mean, I can't pass up this opportunity to get a prediction from the man, Logan (laughs) Lamrandeer, on what is going to happen this Sunday in Baltimore. It's a tough place to play. They're coming back from from, uh, playing overseas. Uh, We got some key injuries. But, again, two division leaders going toe-to-toe. Logan, how do you see this one playing out, buddy? The Ravens are good.
0: And the lions are good. (laughs) Um, And, you know, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit biased towards the lions just because I watch them and study them every week. But it's just, again, going back to, they're such a complete team that I think they can win in a lot of different ways. And so I, I feel confident that the lions should win this game and yeah, it, it could be very close as the NFL. You never really know what's going to happen. But I, I feel like I've said this for the, past few weeks now. I, I feel like the Lions should win this game. So, uh, Do you want a score prediction or something like I mean, a score prediction I could just throw out there. I think the Lions will win 27-24. I, th- I think it's going to be a close game, but when it comes down to it, I think the Lions will find a way to win because they can win in so many different ways.
2: Oh, baby. He's drinking the Kool-Aid okrae. Did you hear that? I thought we may get a voice of, of reason, a voice of soundness come in and maybe, maybe just maybe take Baltimore, but man... Logan Deer is on the lion train, baby. I love it. Corn, corn uh... Exactly.
1: And, and I should have figured Chops would have come in with, hey, Logan, you're my favorite person. Uh, what do you think about this week's game? <laughs> Logan, I got I got a bigger fish to fry than that. And this is, I like to put you on the spot. I like to talk big picture. You, you mentioned the word Super Bowl earlier. <laughs> Your final question as you head out of here. The Detroit Lions. Are like, <laughs> we're like a top five team in the whole National Football League on everyone's power rankings right now. We're five and one. We're not even healthy. We're absolutely balling. We're winning on the road like it's Ford Field South, Ford Field East. It doesn't matter where we're playing, we get W. So I'm here to ask you, what is the ceiling for this team this year? Can we win the NFC? north of course can we win the nfc what say you and can this team and can the fans say we can win the super bowl this year what say you
0: (laughs) i say they can so here's the thing is yes there's a history involved with the lions i don't care about history this is this year like what i've been watching is the best football team i've seen the lions ever have and the lions are playing great football and it's a long season, things change, injury happens. You don't really know what's going to happen towards the end of the year. But the way they're playing right now, I'm, yeah, there's other good NFL teams out there that, you know, will beat the Lions. And there, there'll be a few losses along the way that the Lions will have, and that's just the NFL. But the way they're playing right now, they can keep up with anybody. And so I'm not afraid of, of any team. Like the 49ers, they're good, but they're obviously beatable. We saw it last week, same with the Eagles. They already beat the Chiefs. Like, things can happen. So, I don't – I'm not ruling out that the Lions, like, couldn't win the Super Bowl. That's – I think they have the talent and skill to do that. Um, it's just – it's not easy to win the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> So, I'm not going to say, like, oh, yeah, the Lions should have no problem doing that. But I think they're totally capable if they have a few things go their way, injuries, you know, stay at bay, and they're able to keep playing like they're playing because they're not – it's just so weird for me to be saying this, but I truthfully feel, you know, with everything I look at that the lions are one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: There you go. Chops, Logan Lamarand the man, the myth, the legend. He showed up big, I thought you were going to kind of duck and dodge the super bowl hype and people just him and hawing. You didn't. You also said a win in Baltimore, which did surprise me as well. And, uh, lots of other good takes and opinions, man. So, uh, I really appreciate you jumping on. Chops, you can uh, say goodbye to your favorite guest before he gets up out of here. And uh, gosh, man, it's so good to have you back on. And I knew you'd be hyped about these lines.
0: Oh, I'm so hyped. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid hard right now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're still working on the wooey. We've been changing microphones. We got all types of new setups. We're able to get Logan on. So, Logan, thanks for jumping on the Kool Aid Hotline, man. You guys know what that number is: nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. Thanks so much for making time for us. Another big ball game this Sunday, and and plenty more after that for our first place, five and one, Detroit. Lions. Appreciate you, man. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, good times.
1: No doubt. So, Chops, with all that being said, the Lions are heading to Baltimore. Another road game. Baltimore is a tough football team, a tough place to play. They've got a better quarterback than we've seen recently. Um, Talk to me about this football game, some, some of the main things you see happening, and then we'll get to our score predictions.
2: Uh Okri, look another division leader. Uh, we're going on the road to go play them. Uh you know, Baltimore is notoriously a tough place to play, right? It doesn't matter if uh, if they're on an up year or a down year. Um, you know, John Harbaugh always has those guys ready to play. They always have a smash mouth defense. I think right now they're you know they're only they've only allowed like 91 points against all year. Um, the, you know, there's a lot of factors playing into this one for me. Um, I don't want to go into a huge deep dive of all of them, but they're coming back from being overseas. Uh, they're back at home. Um, I'm looking at this schedule and like, you know. They're a good football team, uh but man, I just I don't see them as the upper echelon of the NFL. They are not a, they are not a top power-ranked team like our Detroit Lions. And by the way, people, if your power ranking does not have the Lions in the top 2, your power ranking is crap. Okay? Because the Lions should be number 1 on everybody's 2023 power rankings. If they're not, then you are full of bula-bula. But anyway, I digress. When we get back to this game, <laughs> man you know we talked about it last week there's a couple of trap games that might be coming up oh i'm him and Han. i'm going back and forth i see that they're a three-point underdog Man, I think that this game is still going to be a Lions victory. We're going into Baltimore. Are we going to win by 14 points, people? No, we will not win by 14 points, people. But will we win by a field goal in late fashion? Absolutely. We will score 20 points again, and we are going to win this game 27 to 24. Go Lions.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Where where, where do I start there? First of all, you you yelled a lot. I heard that. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you mixed in a few takes, a few uh, gimmicks, which I, which I appreciate on both ends. I think he kind of, if I'm correct, I think he kind of stole Logan Lamarandeer's takes and the score, the exact score that he gave. But, uh, nonetheless, I, uh, I like the excitement. I, uh, I, you know, had to retort your take last week where I said, calm down, chat. You're talking about beating the team by multiple scores. You're saying they can't do anything. We're going to their house. It's the NFL, up-down theory, whatever. Like, that that plays a little bit more for me this week. I mean, last time I checked, John Harbaugh is a hell of a football coach. I love everything about him, to be honest. i He's my favorite Harbaugh, even though Jim Harbaugh has finally become less of a weirdo. I mean, go blue, that's my team, that's my coach. But he was a weirdo there for a few years, and now he's become a regular human being again that talks normal and acts normal, so I appreciate that. But he's no John Harbaugh to me, who's just a great dude, great football coach. Um, you know, as Logan said, I mean, I think even Stash from the ATL had this take about I don't know what Lamar Jackson's doing. Like, Why are we trying to turn this guy into a pocket passer when he's Mike Vick from back in the day? You should just let him loose. If it's not there, you just run around and play backyard tag where nobody can get this guy. That's what I would do. I wouldn't have him memorizing plays and not having a wristband. I'd have, say, you can have four wristbands. Just... You know, and and on three of the wristbands, it just says run when all else fails. But they're trying to turn him into Tom Brady or Joe Montana. So, you know, he's still very inconsistent in that area. And he's not playing very dynamic football. And he turns the football over a ton. So I think that's going to continue probably against the Lions. Uh, do I have to hashtag this with props to chops? Because, yeah, boy zay flowers you're all like oh it's a first round pick O'Cree, top 20 player i love this guy and i was kind of like uh, eh, you know i had him in my fantasy college league he wasn't very good and then he had a lot of buzz heading into the draft i mean i've come around on this player as well i, I really do like his game especially the team and the offense he went to he could be a problem for the detroit lions um uh, and so could Mark Andrews, who, like, is a hell of a ball player. I still don't love his skill set. He seems like a big blocking tight end to me a lot, but he catches a lot of footballs, scores a lot of touchdowns. He ain't done either, really, this year. So if he's out there, I expect Lamar and him just to be working all day and him having a big football game. But, uh, you know, for the Lions, I, I, you know, is, is this a big game for Jameer Gibbs? Can he come right out of the shoot, get back in the game, and, and be that absolute... Positionless, multi-dimensional, elite. Weapons. I I would love it. I, I know the the Lions try to like slow play. Oh, we're gonna get him out there for you players, get his legs on, you gotta have a few weeks of practice. Gosh, I love this guy to come out and have like 120 all-purpose and two TDs and and help us win this ball game. You know, my question to you, Chops, is can Jared Goff have another football game? I mean, I was shocked 352 yards and multiple touchdowns, no turnovers, uh, leading this football team. Those stats and the way he's been playing has surprised me. I, I do want a ticket at the back of the golf train. I. Don't want to pay him fifty million, but uh, I I do think that he's a hell of a quarterback. Uh, as long as we can keep other ball players like Sewell and Amun-Ra and others, then I'll keep him. If we can't. I still am willing to jump off the golf train to keep those other guys because I think they're a little bit more of cornerstones, but he's been a hell of a quarterback. Can he do it again in Baltimore? Probably going to be kind of bad weather. Going to be a good defense. Guys that get after the quarterback from the edge and whatnot. Big bodies in the middle. All that being said, shops like it's the Kool-Aid cast My head is telling me that this could be a tough one to win for the Lions. And even if they weren't to win it, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, man, we're five and two. We're going to come out and back smack the uh, Las Vegas Raiders all over Ford Field with the crowd going crazy and the new helmets and all that. But the way this team, this Lions team is rolling, I think this is another hard fought, nasty football game. I'm going to, like, bring our offense down, even though I want Jameer Gibbs to have a big game. I'm going to call this as, like, a guess we got to keep that 20 streak going, right? So give me 21 for the Lions and give me 17 for Baltimore. Give me that four-point cushion. Give me a little bit of breathing room. But uh, I think it's going to be nip and tuck all day, and I'm just hoping and praying that the Kool-Aid will be flowing after another. This is another big swing game. You win this, I mean, not only are people flying high. We're talking about number one seeds. We're talking about going into the bye week with only one loss. We're talking about coming out the bye week and smacking some teams around. I mean, this is a big game on so many levels.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Okri. Look, if, if you told people coming into the break – uh, that that we were gonna have one loss, and it wasn't gonna be the Chiefs, and it wasn't gonna be the Bucks, and it wasn't gonna be the Ravens. People would think you were absolutely nuts. Okay, um, so. This is a big game. Um, I still anticipate that we're going to we're gonna come out swinging. And yes, to answer your question, Jared Goff can do it again. He has done it again. He's done it in Kansas City. He's done it in Green Bay. He's done it in Tampa. He can do it in Baltimore. And uh, I expect to uh, see a really great game again and uh, a victory for our Detroit Lions.
1: I'd say something to that, but I know you don't want my bula bula, so everybody... We had a fun show. We whooped up the Lions. We had Logan on. We gave takes. We gave opinions. We played sound drops. That's all we got. We're excited about this team. We're serving up that Kool-Aid and cornbread. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. We're out.
0: I definitely wanted to say, first and foremost, this week, you got to give it to them. Uh, Okri, you got to give it to Chops. Uh, this week is going to be hashtag props to Chops, because he called that game hook, line, and sinker last week uh, on the pod.
2: Hashtag props to Chops. Pack the back, Start the play. This game is over! It is over! What a comeback by the Lions!
0: Drink it in, man!